We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, IB Nation. Long time no see. It's uh, great to have you back, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get after it here. We got a few more topics that we want to discuss, and I just I have this funny feeling, just this this inkling in my head that there's gonna be a strongly worded letter uh, written to Streamyard later on tonight. Oh, yes. I don't know. I just yes, it's the feeling yes. that I have. It's a similar feeling that I have when it comes to Notre Dame football 2023. Two comments, Vince. Number one, rule number 76, no excuses, play like a champion. We're powering through, no doubt about it. Number two, I hope that all the bad karma that Notre Dame might have as a football team this year comes on us during the show. I will own it. I will take it because we're taking it away from the (laughs) Notre Dame football team. So that's That's where we're at. I like it. Vince. I like it. Little StreamYard problems, you know, little YouTube, whatever the case may be. We're back. We're right. rocking and rolling. Sounds like it's going good so far. If it starts chopping up again, folks, nothing we can do about it. But we are going to power through because I think us being choppy is still the best thing out there when it comes to podcasts. I don't say that often, but I believe it to be true. And so <laughs> let's rock and roll, Vince. We we got through the player stuff. We went through yeah. you know the the different predictions that we have for this football team and how we think team guys are going to be and. You know, uh, breakout players. You went Zeke Carell uh, on offense or underrated Zeke Carell on offense. Yeah, yeah great reasoning why. I, I agree. We didn't get a chance to get into really Howard Cross defensively, but that's I'm, we're right. I'm right there with you. I think the okay. only other person I could go on defense would maybe be Jack Kaiser. Okay, I think, yeah, I think Jack Kaiser I, would be another one there. But uh, I thought about him as well, to be honest with you. He was one Jack of the guys. Still has like that little fan base, right? Yeah. Like, there's no Howard Cross fan base outside of like right. the Howard Cross family, and right. and Howard Cross is a very underrated, uh, underappreciated player. If, like Riley Mills has a breakout and all that, we're going to talk about those guys, and not enough people talk about how just important Howard Cross has been to this football team. And that's not a projection. That's just looking at what he was last year, and then thinking he's going to be that guy again. So. You know, but we got people coming through doors and all types of stuff, man. But we are ready to rock and roll. So we kind of got through some of that stuff, Vince. So now the big tease, I promise you we're not doing this on purpose. Uh, it's time to kind of go through the season. Okay. And we're going to go game by game. 
and we're going to make our predictions for whether we think Notre Dame is going to win or lose based on where they're at now. And we're going to have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to make our prediction at the end and make our prediction, go with that. And then we're going to, we're going to tell us where we think Notre Dame will be playing in the postseason. Then we'll get into our, our college football predictions. We'll get into our conference champions. And then we are going to have to make our final prediction for who we have in the college football playoff. Boom. That is where we're going to be. Boom. So we're going to have some, a little bit of fun with this event. So let's, uh, let's kick it. Why don't you, okay. uh, do you have the schedule up in front of I you? Vince? It's right so in front of me. Read off the 2023 schedule and then we'll go game by game. Okay. Briefly talk about it and give our prediction and have some fun with it. All right. So score predictions that'll come each week of each. Yeah, game. I was going to say, I'm not prepared to do score predictions. We're going to do yet. that next week. <laughs> first one will be next week. Play. The Navy will be next yeah. week. And, and we'll actually be doing just a little tease. We're going to be doing predictions this year on Thursday. Because right. during the season in the past, the mailbag went away. Right. This year, we're going to keep the Friday. The Friday free-for-all bench just can't go oh, away anymore. So the Friday mailbag is going to stay. We're going to do our prediction shows and our keys to victory shows on Thursday now. So a little bit of a change up this year. We're going to try to keep it fresh. But That's what uh, we do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. August 26th, we all know, 10 days from now, Navy, Notre Dame, Aviva Stadium, Dublin, Ireland, 2.30 kickoff, week zero, baby, Notre Dame, Navy, followed by right after, I mean, a week later, Tennessee State comes to Notre Dame Stadium on September 2nd, then Notre Dame's first true road game against NC State on September 9th, that's a noon kickoff. September 16th, back at Notre Dame Stadium, Central Michigan. Then September 23rd, Ohio State at home. That's the first night game of the season. Then, of course, they go on the road to the Dukies of Duke, September 30th. TBA on the time, because that's what they always do with away games. October 7th, another away game at Louisville uh, at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Then back home for yet another night game uh, at Notre Dame Stadium. October 14th, Southern Cal comes to visit uh, another home game. After the bye week will be Pitt on October 28th. Then on the road, Clemson, November 4th. Assuming that's probably going to be a night game as well. Then another bye. Then November 18th at home, Wake Forest. Uh, at Senior 3.30. Day. Yep. Yep, yep, that's right. Last home game of the season. And then, of course, they finish it off on the road in California against Stanford 
on November 25th. So that's your season, all 12 games. And for now, Vince, obviously that is kind of where uh, we are with the schedule. I think this is a big picture, a very challenging schedule. Uh, It's one that not only has the big three, I think one of the things that gets overlooked about the schedule is the depth of the schedule. I believe it's what, I think eight teams on the current schedule made a bowl game last year, right? Uh, Navy didn't make a bowl game. Tennessee State didn't make a bowl game. Central Michigan didn't make a bowl game. And Stanford didn't make a bowl game. Everybody else did. Matter of fact, I think everybody else in the schedule won at least eight games on next year, uh, next season. So uh, I'm actually pretty sure of this. Actually, now I want to I want to remind myself. I'm pretty sure that everybody on Notre Dame's schedule la- this year uh, won at least eight games. I know that. Um, uh, so or as, far as the bowl team, so I know NC state won eight last season. So they went eight and five last year and lost a bowl game. Uh, wake Forest won eight and five last year, lost a bowl game. Clemson won 11 games. Louisville went eight and five last season. Uh, Pitt went nine and four last year. Duke went nine and four last year. So all the ACC teams won at least eight games last season. Uh, Notre Dame plays Ohio State. They won 11 games last season. Uh, USC won 11 games last year. So, yeah, I, I, unless I'm missing someone of the teams that Notre Dame played that play in bowl, played in bowl games, Vince, all of them won at least eight games. Uh, so it's the depth of the schedule that right. makes it challenging to me. Sure. Um, yeah. That's, well, that's and they've got three teams ranked ahead of them right now than where they're ranked preseason. So, Again, like I said before, Notre Dame has every opportunity to work their way up the polls, you know, all of those different things. It's not like Notre Dame is staring at like a Michigan schedule. Now, Michigan's already at the top. They can't go any higher. But like if they were, let's say they were 15 and they roll freaking joke. They roll through that schedule. Are you really going to be like, oh gosh, they got to climb the polls because they're winning these games? You know what I mean? So Yeah, they're they're going to climb the polls just because they're beating up a bunch of bad teams and other teams are losing games. I mean, that's the reality right. of it. Exactly. But Notre Dame has an opportunity to really yeah. prove themselves with their schedule. They're, look, there's not going to be anybody to blame except Notre Dame if Notre Dame doesn't take care of their business, sure. right? They've got every opportunity to do it. And yeah. so they're not going to need help from other people. Yes, they will right. to a degree. Like every If they year. don't run the table, if they go 12 and 0, they're in. I mean, that's of the, course. I, I think 11 and 100%. 1, they're, they're going to be hard to keep out. It's just the argument Agreed. you and I had a couple weeks ago about they will need some help. They, they sure. can't have five conference champions that are 12 and 0. They're not going to get in, right? Correct. I mean, you, you need some losses. But yeah, 11 and 1 with this schedule should, should make this Notre Dame team likely a playoff team. Uh, absolutely. So yeah. they've got everything in front of them. This schedule sets up nicely in my opinion for them to take care of their own business. So yeah. that's that's the important thing. So uh, here ready? we go. Ready? So week 1, Notre Dame Navy. We're just going wins and losses at this point. I would be yeah. shocked if you said Notre Dame was going to lose this game. I've got them winning. Yes. <laughs> Vince, uh, I I I said this today to a fr- uh my dad. I, no, was it my dad? Was it who did I say this to earlier? Was it <laughs> I was talking to somebody today, and my whole thing with Navy is I don't care about the score. With Navy, dude, it's just survive in advance because there's just so – I was talking to Brian Smith. That's who I was talking to. I mean, you've got two new coordinators. Your offense, like there's a bunch of stuff. What are they going to be running? Are they going to be running this? Are they going to be running that? There's just – it's you know, there's all these – you're playing in Ireland. I don't care what the score is. I I don't. And and I know Notre Dame fans, I saw the prediction some of you were putting in there, 50 to 10, and I – That'd be great. That's what Notre Dame should do. But honestly, with this opponent, I don't care. Win the game, 
get come out healthy, come back and get yourself right against Tennessee State. I mean, like honestly, Vince, with this Navy game, because of the uncertainty of everything, I don't even care what the score is. Just win it, right? Yeah. Just be one and zero, and and then you've got the three of the next four weeks to, you know, two of the next three weeks, I should say, where they're get right games. You know, you got to get right game against Tennessee State before you got to go play NC State, and then you know, survive and advance that game and get right game against Central Michigan. So you got four games to kind of get ready to for that big game in Ohio State, and so I think they start off with a win. I don't really know what it's going to look like, but I don't care. It's just Notre Dame's going to get that W in the opener, should get that W in the opener and and come out of that game one to know. So yeah, we both have Notre Dame one to know. Yeah, I I I do care to a degree how Notre Dame looks. I'm with you 100 percent At the end of the day, it's winning. That's what matters. And, and I won't say that in future games, but that for, one, no, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I totally understand where you're coming from. And then you throw on top of it the fact that they're gonna be in Ireland. I mean, that, that just hold that just throws a whole other ball of wax at this game. Right. And so I agree with you. They want to get out of here with a win. I'm going to be greedy and I'm going to say there's certain things I want to see offensively and defensively, but more offensively from this team in this game than just getting a win. I'll say it. I, I, I do feel that way, but at the end of the day, if they happen to squeak out a victory, Awesome. Let's move on. Let, let's go. I'm not let's saying I'm okay on. with it. It's just right, like, look, right, man, right, right. Just the, the nature of all this craziness. Just get the W and get out yeah. of it. Just get the and win. It's a lot and of craziness next week. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're traveling on a different day than they normally yeah. would. They're do, you know, they're going like on a Wednesday, I think, right? Yes, I, they're leaving I, on yeah. Wednesday. They're practicing there, which of course makes sense because they're in Ireland. But that's not the norm when you go on a away game. You know what I mean? And so, right. just. The whole thing's just different, and it's messed up, and the win at the end of the day is the most important. No doubt about that. So that's week one. We both have Notre Dame winning that game, not surprisingly. Tennessee State, Notre Dame welcomes them for the first home game that was of week the zero. season. This is week one. Tennessee yeah, well, You're right. One. You're right. I'm sorry. I always think of it as week one because it's It Notre should Dame's be. Week the one, first week but... there are games, it yeah. should be week one. Yes. This whole week zero thing is just weird. But Tennessee State comes to Notre Dame Stadium. It's the first FCS team that Notre Dame has ever played. We can get over that, I guess. I'm still upset about it, but it's whatever. It is what it is. Right. It's 100%. Right? If you're going to play an FCS game, I'm good with it being this type of game. You right. Know, uh, it is what it is. I would have still preferred a little bit more of a traditional HBCU program. I would have preferred more of a Grambling, a Southern, you know, sure. out, you know, some, something like that. But I, I like what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and, I mean, I get it. You know, I, I'm, I'm all for lifting up it. others. I'm sure. all for that, right? And these are programs that you know need the need the money. Number one, yeah, sure. sure. Um, you know, these are programs that that need that publicity. I mean, they're considered like when I was at Duquesne, we were we were at one double A, but at the time we were considered like mid major one double A, like not even like the full one double A. Gotcha. And that's how the HBCUs are. That's how the MEAC and the SWAC are. Is they're not considered like full one double a right right they right. play for their own championship and all this other kind of stuff although okay. i did watch uh howard play in the playoff when i was uh when i was visiting uh william and mary for a visit they played howard in the in a playoff game okay uh so yeah but um yeah i mean it, it is what it is it's two and oh it needs to be a blowout and absolutely it's a get right game so yep. two and oh yep absolutely game three First official road game, first true road game of the season in week two. Uh, NC State, noon kickoff, September 9th. Let's just go game three because this whole week thing is it's so confusing. For me. So let's know. just go game three. That's to be wrong. Be so confusing. Third game of the season there you uh, go. is, is there NC you go. State. Third game of the season, NC State on the road, Brian. And I know this could be a trap game for a lot of people. And this is the first big test 
for Notre Dame. This I, is the I think, first so. potential game yeah. you could see them if they don't play well catching an L. No right. doubt. And if you're if you you know you're telling me okay Notre Dame's going to lose to not one of the top three, but they're going to lose a game. This is the one I want them to lose, but I'm not going to predict that happening. Yeah. So I've got Notre Dame winning this game. Yeah, they they have one game beforehand at UConn. Like you know, Notre Dame kind of gets to get their feet wet against Navy and in Tennessee State. They get one game, and you know we'll see what it does. I, I think this is a game Notre Dame wins. I, I like NC State. I'm higher on NC State than most. Sure. I I just have a hard time seeing them beat Notre Dame in Game Two of the new OC. Like this is yeah. one of those teams I wouldn't yeah. want to play in November. It might Fair. be a little tougher in November. I'm not saying like I, they beat Notre Dame. I'm saying it'd be a tougher game. They've got more games under their belts in the Robert and I defense. Their offense, they'd, they'd have more games. The the tough lit losses that they've had personnel-wise, those replacements would have more experience. But it'll be a good test, but I think Notre Dame should win this game. I mean, they've dominated the ACC. Yeah, I don't think this is the game that that necessarily that they're going to. They haven't to lost lose, to the ACC so. in, what, a few years? If I'm not right. Uh, in long. regular season, I don't think they've lost an ACC team since 2017, Miami. <laughs> Because 2018, they didn't lose any regular season games. 2019, they lost to Georgia and Michigan. 2020, unless you want to count the ACC title game as a regular season game, I don't. It's considered it's a postseason it's a game. Postseason game, yeah. Uh, 2021, they only lost us to Cincinnati, and then last year they didn't lose to an ACC team. They lost to a Big Ten team, a Conference USA team, a Pac-12 team, and then uh, two Pac-12 teams yeah. last year. God. So, and then they uh, went undefeated against the SEC. I just like to say that. They, they went undefeated against the they ACC. Did. I mean, they did. So, it's it's yeah. just a fact. So <laughs> I don't see that streak stopping at this point. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I, I see them beating you. NC State. 3-0. Yeah. Absolutely. So game four, here we go. Back home, Notre Dame Stadium, September 16th, Central Michigan, another marriage with the MAC. Yeah. What say Some, you about Somebody Central earlier, Michigan? Vince, asked who was the coach for that Florida team that beat Georgia in 2016. Somebody asked me that question. And it was Jim McElwain who is now the head football coach at Central Michigan. But there's a reason that Jim McElwain is now at Central Michigan. <laughs> sure. uh, so <laughs> You're not wrong. But uh, <clears throat> no, this is a this is another get-right game. This is what this needs to be. It's a get-right game. Uh, you hope that you're playing your backups in the third quarter. That's sure. the hope. Of course. The last couple MAC opponents have been a little bit back and forth. Obviously, 2021, you had a really close game against Toledo. 2019, you blew out Bowling Green. This needs to be more like that. Toledo or Central Michigan is is better than Bowling Green in 2019, but not by a ton. And they're not as talented, in my opinion, as Toledo. Uh, they've got some good players, but they're a 4 and 8 MAC team. Simple as that. This needs to be 4 0, and it needs to be a not competitive 4 0. If Notre Dame is going into this next game we're going to talk about after this one, and they don't have at least two giant blowouts on their, their right. then, then I'm going to be a little concerned going into Agreed. game five. I'm going to be honest with you. Yep, absolutely agree. You and I both have Notre Dame 4-0 going into the arguably the, the biggest home game of the year, uh, depending on how you look at things. It's the first big home game of the year to me, so it's the biggest up to this point. 4-0 Notre Dame going into their own stadium. It'll be 3-0, in my opinion, Ohio State is what I think. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So two undefeated teams, uh, probably a top 10 matchup would be my guess at that point. Yeah, I think by then, because you're going to have a couple top 10 versus top 10 games by then. Like yeah. Bama will have played Texas, right? I believe that's in week two. 
if okay. I remember correctly, right? Or, or uh, yeah, they both play in week two. So that'll be the same weekend Notre Dame plays NC State. Is that it's that same week uh, that those two teams play. Uh, so, you know, I just, yeah, I'm actually pulling up the schedule. There's, the, there's obviously LSU and Florida State uh, okay. play each other in week two. So that'll be another game between two highly ranked teams. So at the at worst, at worst, Vince, two teams ranked ahead of Notre Dame will have lost by then. It, it's impossible for that not to be true because number right. 11, Texas, plays at number four, Alabama in week two. Uh, the week In week one, you've got number uh, – was it number five LSU, number four LSU uh, right now? Let me find that one here real fast. It's because that's a night game, so that'll be down here. I believe it's a night game, right? Where is LSU versus Florida State? That's week one, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's on, it's on Sunday. Year. That's where it is. It's on Sunday, oh, Sunday night. Okay. So it's number five LSU at, well, not at, but it's in Florida, but it's in Orlando uh, against number eight Florida State. So you'll have at least two teams that are ranked ahead of Notre Dame. There's no chance that one of them, that two of them won't have a loss. Sure. So then, you know, there's always potentials for potential for other upsets. You know, let's say Utah gets upset by Florida. That game happens before, or Utah could get beat by Baylor. They play both of those teams before Notre Dame. And and uh, although Utah is ranked behind them in the in at least one poll, so Utah may not may not actually be there. But you've got a couple other of of games that could potentially see a team lose. But there's a definitely a chance that it could be a top ten matchup. I feel like it will be. I just at the very least their name will be eleventh at worst. To me at worst they'll be eleventh. Fair enough. So top ten matchup, night game, Notre Dame Stadium, Ohio State. This is the big one. I mean this is the the 2012 Stanford, you know, in, in my yeah. opinion, you know, it's, it's, and now and, like even more so. player version. Yes, that that, that, that's what I was referring to. I mean, obviously Stanford and Ohio state from a national perspective is different, but Notre Dame hasn't beaten Ohio Dude, state in but, ever but at the time coming into that Stanford was really freaking good. Right. Coming into that period of time. I mean, you're talking about a team that was coming off, well, in 2011, wasn't that the year that they they um, they lost Oklahoma State in like a just a phenomenal game in the Fiesta Bowl? Stanford finished seventh the year before. If you remember, 2011, they lost Oklahoma State 41 to 38 in the Fiesta Bowl in overtime, and that Oklahoma State team should have been playing for the championship that year. They got screwed out of that. That was the year that the only loss they had was on the Thursday night game at Iowa State, and it was like the day of or the day after there was that plane crash that killed. Uh, some 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 faculty members, you know, they, they just shouldn't have been playing that football game, and they lost that game, and they 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 should have been playing LSU for the title that year. And I think I think Oklahoma State would have won, to be completely honest with you. And then the year before that, which was Harbaugh's last year, Vince uh, Stanford beat Virginia Tech in a bowl game uh, in the in the Orange Bowl, I believe, finished fourth nationally. So Stanford was coming off of a couple years where they were a really good football team, and then that 2012 season. Uh, Stanford finished that year seventh in the polls. If you remember, beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl that year, beat number one Oregon on the road that year. So you, you beat number two USC that year. Yeah. So yeah, 2012 Stanford was a was was a dominant team that was kind of finishing in the ranking similar close to Ohio State. But to your point, it's more of the in the heads of the Notre Dame players. This yes. is a program they had no experience winning against. Bingo. And and. Th- Outside of what the freshmen and sophomores, every kid on this football team, every outside of the freshmen, every kid on this football team is experienced beating Clemson. Outside of the freshmen and Sam Hartman, 
<laughs> and like, you know, Thomas Harper and those kind of guys. But you get Javante Jean-Baptiste, he's beaten some big-time programs, right? He he was at Ohio State when they beat Clemson a couple years ago. So he has beat Clemson now that I think about it. You know, you look at the sophomores, don't know what it's like to beat USC, but everybody else does on the team. They don't know how they don't know what it like it's like to beat Ohio State. That's the reality yeah. of it. And this is a game you and I have talked about already. This is the sort of the the show me game, if you're not absolutely more than any other on the schedule. Ohio yep. State may not even be the best team they play this year. We'll, we'll see. I think they I expect them to be. Uh, uh, you know my thoughts on Ohio State this year. I think they're going to fix some of their issues, but I think some of the things that lead people to say maybe Ohio State won't be as good this year are valid. Quarterback, O line, you know, some secondary. Sure. Those are all fair things, but. At the end of the day, you know, we're going to have to find out who Notre Dame is going to show their mental grit. Absolutely. In this game more than any other events. Right. And, and this is the one. Look, if I'm not mistaken, they haven't beaten Ohio State since you and I've been alive. Right. So yeah, now, now, again, some people get somebody got upset about that on the message board. Well, no, Vince, that's because they've only played five times. I, I didn't okay. say they've played every year in that's my 45 years of life. Yeah, that's not the point. What I'm saying is in my 45 years of yeah. life, Notre Dame and Ohio State, they've never beaten Ohio State. Now they've played and they've played five times. And so when you've played five times, you can't tell me that there's not a chance in there You, you that you right. couldn't have you played them. You know, in my lifetime, they've played a home and home in the 90s. They played in the Fiesta Bowl in 2005. They played in the Fiesta Bowl in 2015, and they played at Ohio State last year. They haven't beat them yet. And and the perception, Vince, is is that Ohio State's the only team in the league of Alabama and Georgia. That's the perception right now. Correct. They're preseason top three, four team. This is a show-me game. This is your statement game to college football that, yes, we are that team. Right. You can tell us we don't have the talent. We don't have this. I'm too young of a coach. Jared Parker's never called a game before. Al Golden's this. Al Washington's that. Notre Dame doesn't have this. Sam Hartman's a system guy. All that stuff gets thrown out the window if you win this game. And in my prediction right right now, it'll be that way. And and, unless Notre Dame's like two and two going into this game, my prediction right now is Notre Dame is going to beat Ohio State this year. This is that this is that statement game that Notre Dame needs to make. I think they're going to make it. And it's it's not just emotion. It's matchups. Right. Ohio State kicked Notre Dame's butt in the trenches last year. I don't think they're going to be as good on the offensive line this year. They lost three really good players, including a guy that was the number six overall draft pick this past year. The replacements are not great. Let's just say that, right? Sure. Uh, their D-line should be pretty good, but I think there's other areas where Notre Dame matches up pretty well with them. This is going to be the most skilled talent Notre Dame is going to face all year on the perimeter and at running back. But I think this is a game where if the D-line is what you and I think it is, this is the game they prove it. Right. I think Al Washington's going to get a little bit of a little bit of payback against a school that kind of screwed him over, you know, convinced sure. him not to take the Tennessee defensive coordinator job and then fired him a year later as a scapegoat for, you know, the defensive coordinator decision that Ryan Day had made. Right. And so and that's the perception of it, right? And so I think there's a, a lot that goes into this one. And I think Notre Dame gets their payback and improves to five and zero, and will vault up the national rankings after that win. Well, and I, and I think, you know, you, you talk about Ohio state being really good at the skill positions. They are, there's no doubt about it, but I think Notre Dame's pretty good at the skill positions too. And I, and I think, look, Ohio state has the number one wide receiving core in the nation. I'm not going to do Vince, I'm not arguing if with you that. You took Ohio state's backup receivers. And and took out Emeka and Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. That is a top ten receiving core, right? 
No doubt about that's it. That's how good they are at wide receiver. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And I am not saying that they're not good. But that was well, also true last year when they played. Right. And where but where's Notre Dame's strength? Right. I mean, I just I, I I'm intrigued cool. by these matchups, number yeah. one. Right. And I'm not saying Notre Dame's gonna neutralize their wide receivers, but I think they can do enough no, they're to not. where to they're where not. the the interior, the trenches become absolutely important and that's where i think notre dame can have an advantage you know what it is vince they need to do to ohio state what ohio state did to notre dame last year if you go back and watch that game there were three or four opportunities for notre dame to have big plays in the past game i you and i were sitting by each other in that game yep. and we're like oh my god braid Lindsay was open by like three or four steps but tyler got hit in the face because they didn't yeah. pick up the delay blitz or right oh man he had lorenzo styles but tyler overthrew it because he was getting hit there were just those opportunities to where you know, you got beat in the trenches, which prevented you from making more plays on the perimeter with your receiving core. Right. That's right. the thing is, you, did you, sh- man, we shut down Marvin Harrison. No, you didn't. He was getting open, but the quarterback was laying on his back when he right. came open. Right. right? It, it needs to be that kind of thing where, Absolutely. you know, he was missing. Yeah. Marvin had you by a step, but the quarterback overthrew it because exactly. the pressure was in his face. It needs to be that kind of thing where, yeah, you hold your own against him. But even the times he beat you, it doesn't matter because you were putting pressure on the quarterback. Right. Right. That's where it needs to be. Absolutely. Where the quarterback can't be pinpoint accurate. Because if if the quarterback has got time to throw, I don't care how good your corners are. Marvin Harrison is going to get his. Ameka is going to get his. It's just the reality of it. That's that's the nature of offense versus defense in games. If you're not getting a pass rush and you've got a decent quarterback with great receivers, they're going to get theirs. That's why this matchup has to be one in the trenches, and that's where I'm most confident, at least on yep. defense. I, I'm, I'm actually a little bit concerned about the Notre Dame O-line, about how quickly it's going to get rolling. And we just I just need to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, well, yeah, and we've got four I'm games nervous to see about it. it. We, yeah, we've I'm got four games to see where they're at, and that's that'll really tell me if my prediction on August 16th is the same as it will be the day before, two days before, you know, like September 21st or whenever we're going to do our picks or have those submitted. You know what I mean? And so right now I have Notre Dame winning this game. I think it's going to be a, a drop down, drag out. Like this isn't going to be Clemson 2022. Like that, yeah, I'm, I'm not Yeah, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think yeah. it's going to be very competitive. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to this game. But I think Notre Dame wins it. I think yeah. they get the monkey off like their 31, back. 27. It's good to yeah. me. It's it's core like the reverse of the Florida State game in twenty fourteen. Just the opposite happens. Notre Dame wins this one. Uh, it's that kind of game. It's going to be a great game, in my opinion. It is. Right. It's going to be a back and forth game. It's just I think that I'm I'm betting on the team with the better quarterback. Basically, right. is where I'm going. Right with, with it on this one. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we got Notre Dame at five and zero at this point, and now they have to go on the road after Ohio State and a big win and an emotional victory and play against Duke, a, a sneaky good team, a team that is on the rise, no doubt about that. This is the and it's not Marshall because they're way better than Marshall was, but it's still the week after Ohio State, so this is the right. trap game everybody's talking about, September thirtieth on the road. Yep. I got Notre Dame winning this one, Vince. I I do. I just I'll I'll say this. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it at the end because then it'll <laughs> give give it away a little bit. <laughs> okay. This is a game that should concern some of you because For there sure. are certain ingredients that go into being a team that can upset a team. If Notre Dame is as good as we think they can be, let's just say Notre Dame is is a legit title contender. Let's just say they are. This is the kind of team that scares me a little bit. Because it's the recipe for an upset. It's the week after the biggest game you've played in decades, right? Yep. It's yep. 
it's at least with fans in the stands, right? I mean, you could right. argue Clemson 2020 was that game, but there was nobody in the stands, uh, really just some students. It, it's it's a team that has a mobile quarterback that can make plays with his legs. He's got good skill talent. They can score points, and they have a very fundamentally sound, well-coached defense, and I love their head football coach, right? It's just – and it's on the road. It's just a recipe for a potential upset. I just sure. don't think it's going to happen. I have Notre Dame winning this game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than some Notre Dame fans are going to think. But well, this yeah. is one of those games, Vince, for me, that if you beat Ohio State, it does not matter what the score is against Duke as long as at the end of the game you have more points than they have. Sure. It's just there's going to be three or four games this year, folks, where you're going to hear me say this. I don't care what the score is. Just win. And this next two games are that way for me, to okay. be honest with you. It's just get the W because you're not going to blow people out every week. I mean, LSU 2019 was probably the most dominant team I've ever seen in my life. Would you agree with that, Vince? I mean, just as far as running through the entire season, just a a, a tremendously dominant football team, I've never seen anything like it, right? But even that team had to go on the road and, and scrape and battle and claw right. to beat Texas by a touchdown. And, and that wasn't a great Texas team, right? That Texas team that year finished 8-5. and five. You know, they lost Oklahoma that year, lost by 10 to TCU, lost to Iowa State, lost by two touchdowns to Baylor, right? That was not a great Texas team. Uh, That LSU team in 2019, you know, had to scrape, scrap, fight, and claw to beat Auburn 23 to 20. That's it. That's it. And that was a nine and four Auburn team. That was a decent Auburn team. But, you know, two weeks before Auburn had lost to Florida by 11. A couple weeks later, they lost at home to Georgia. They lost to Minnesota in a bowl game. And they took LSU down to the wire. The point being, even the greatest teams have those games where, man, you just, for whatever reason, you don't have it. You've got to scrape. You've got to fight. You've got to claw to be that kind of team. And the reason I say LSU, because the most explosive team I'd seen before that was probably 08 Oklahoma. But that 08 Oklahoma team lost a game in the regular season by 10 to Texas. Right. So. You know, this that LSU team was probably the most dominant I've ever seen again with a team that played a good schedule. Clemson, Florida State 2013 was dominant. They played a terrible schedule. They played a borderline Michigan schedule that oh, year. Ooh, ooh, yeah, not, not quite, but close, close. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, so there's games where, dude, it's just like, look, man, just survive in advance. There's going to be three or four games like that this year against teams that, right. or I say two or three games like that against teams that you're just, you expect them to blow them out and they're not. But you just got to survive in advance, man. You, you just do. Somebody just pointed out, look at Georgia and Missouri last year. Perfect example sure. of, of exactly what we're talking about. You just, you're going to have that, folks. You're just going to have those games. You know, Georgia against uh, you know Clemson two years ago, right? I think back to uh, Alabama's first title team. Do you remember that year? Uh, in two, was it, I think it was 2009, Alabama played uh, – I'm trying to remember. Let me, let me just pull up out. I think it was. I think it was 2009. Uh, it might have been 08, but yeah, 2009. Yeah, they beat Tennessee 12 to 10. That was a seven and six Tennessee team, and I think they blocked like two field goals in that game. Alabama did to win that game, and and uh, you're just gonna have games like that. Vince. Sure. No, I get that. I in, in you know that and that LSU team by the way went seven and six. Or Tennessee team, I mean, went seven and six, right? You're just mm-hmm. you're just gonna have days like that for sure. Uh, that year, that Alabama team beat an Auburn team that went eight and five by five points. You know, you, you survive in advance. And this Duke game is at the very top 
uh, or the, the the in the top two, you could argue the Navy game also. But this is just one of those. If you beat Ohio State, man, it does not matter what the score is. Just get that W. Sure. Just don't stub your toe. Get that W. I, I'm very interested to see how good this Duke team is this year. Right? They had a huge turnaround from two years ago to last year. Can 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 they keep that rolling? You know what I mean? Can they build off of that? That's going to be a big question mark for Duke. Where it is situated on Notre Dame's schedule obviously worries me. Here's the difference, in my opinion, from last year to this year. Look, we've we we we've been, we've started the show off by talking about who Marcus Freeman is, who we think he is, who he has to be. This week right here shows me if Marcus Freeman has taken a step as a head coach. Him beating Ohio State, it's huge. Don't get me wrong. It's huge. I've seen him win a big game. This is a big game. I've seen him do it at home. I've seen him do it. Ohio State will still be bigger than Clemson, but you get where I'm going with this, right? How does he get the team ready to go for the next game? Yeah, Didn't do a very good job of that last year. Has he matured? Has he figured out who he is as a head coach, how to get his team prepared for that next week? If he goes out and they take care of business, look, they're more talented than Duke. I, we can all agree on that. They should win this game. Should, right? This is the game that they should win. Mm-hmm. But it's still the week after Ohio State. Right. How does Marcus Freeman get his team ready? If they come out firing on all cylinders, I, I don't think this game's going to be all that close. Because I, I I just don't. And so I see everything that you're saying, and I get it, that winning is by far the most important thing here. By far. You've got to get that W. I just think if if he has them prepared, how he I think he's going to have them prepared. I don't know if this game's going to be close. I'm just that, that's I mean, where I'm I at get, right now. I get what you're saying, but that but I'm just saying I'm looking at the history of college football. I get it, and I don't care how good of a coach you are, you're going to have weeks like that. Somebody pointed out the Notre Dame in '88 team, and they used Michigan. I don't think that's a great example. It was a season opener, and Michigan finished as a top five team that year. You know, but I remember the Pitt game the week before they played Miami, and Notre Dame won thirty to twenty, but that was an ugly game. I mean, yeah. that, that, that was that was a really ugly game against a not very good Pitt team. You know, right. Pitt that year finished six and five. You know, the, the just they, they weren't a very good football team that year. West Virginia beat them by 21 a couple weeks before that. Right. Like they just weren't that good. But they were looking ahead to, you know, Miami. I mean, that's just the reality of it. They weren't sure. that I sharp that. against Michigan State that year. My whole point yeah. is, is, is you're getting them ready to play means you win. That that's it. Like it does. It doesn't mean that you got to beat him by six. He had him ready to play. They won by twenty. And if they only win by three, he didn't really have him ready to play. I mean, there's these are still teenagers and early twenty somethings, and they're going to have their emotions. I don't care what you do. And that's why Lou Holtz was the way he was during weeks when they played bad teams because sure. he knew that's how young people were. Uh, but it's also just about. I think this is a good Duke football team. I mean, that's the other thing too. This is a good football sure. team. And so whenever you're playing a good football team on the road, just get the win. That That's what it is for me. But we both have them winning. Yes. And at the end of the day, we both have them. Yeah, yep. we have this one as yep. a win. No doubt about that. So uh, back-to-back road games. They're they're going to go to Louisville the next week. Uh, yep. TBA on the time, but it's still on the road uh, against Louisville. New, new head coach. I think it's a night game. I'm really hoping it's a night game. You and me both. I agree <laughs> with that completely. But you know, I, we'll I see how I'm it goes. sitting in the hotel that Saturday morning watching some college, watching football, some college you know football. I wonder what the yeah. slate is that day because uh, yeah. I would be looking forward to that as well. Uh, but they've got Louisville on the road, two road games in a row, and this may be the only time in the season where they have two road games in a row. Am I wrong about that? 
it is the only time yeah. all season. Yeah, because yeah. they they play Navy on the road, then they're home. They play NC State at home, and then then they're on the road, then they're home. Right uh, after USC, they play Pitt at home, then at Clemson, then they're back home against Wake, and then they're at Stanford. So yeah. since and, and what helps is because they begin and end the season with road games. So that means True. in between there's more home games and road games, which makes it easier to not have two in a row. So yeah. makes sense. And usually teams have more home games anyway than road Correct. games in the first place. And so, yeah. And they're basically six, five and one this year, I believe. Right. Okay. Six, six home, five roads, one neutral, right. Cause they're home neutral. against Tennessee state, central Michigan, Ohio state, USC, Pitt and wake. Right. So six, five and six. one is this yep. year's is this yep. year's deal. So it, the point is if you get, if you get the two out of the way at the beginning, they're right. six and four. Six, six at home, four away in some sort of a way. And so that's how they're able to not have any more back-to-backs, which is good. Yep. So new coaching staff against at Louisville. You know, we're, you're in the middle of the season at this point. You're in October. You and I both have uh, Notre Dame undefeated at this point. How do you see the Louisville game playing out? I, I think this is going to be a win. I, I think that the, this is a better matchup for Notre Dame than, than Duke. Because they're going to have a quarter. I mean, if Notre Dame, this is the one I would say, if Marcus Freeman has them ready at all, this is a game they should win somewhat convincingly. I think this game concerns me a little less than the Duke game. It's still a just win, man. You got USC coming up. I can understand if they're overlooking it. You just beat Ohio State. You just beat Duke. You're feeling good about yourselves. Louisville's going to be a good team that week or that year, but I don't know that they're going to be like a great team just because they are making a, I wouldn't say a drastic change to Jeff Brom's system, but they're making a change. You know, and the quarterback that he has now knows the system, but he also got beat out by Aiden O'Connell and transferred to Cal, right? I mean, that's that's sure. part of it too. So, you know, when I when I look at this team, Vince, I, I think Louisville's going to be a quality team this year, but it's a not great matchup for them when you look at them against Notre Dame because they're going to have a quarterback that, that you know, is a – Decent athlete. I mean, we saw him running around against Notre Dame a little bit. That last year. That's more of a Notre Dame, Notre Dame problem. They're coming off of a road game against NC State. You know, I think that's going to be a challenge for them as well. I'm talking about Louisville. Right. So I, I just – this is a game Notre Dame should win. Uh, they should win. And when I say convincingly, like 10 to 17. But at the end of the day, when you go on the road and you play a Power 5 team, just win. That's yeah. it. Just oh, absolutely. I, I think I, I will. I've got them winning this game as well. I don't uh, – this game doesn't worry me a whole lot. Literally, the only thing that worries me is it's back-to-back road games. Yeah, but yeah, and and you've got USC coming up. Like this is back looking ahead games for me. Right. right, looking ahead, are they doing that? Because at this point, you're going to be riding pretty high if you're undefeated and if you're Notre Dame. Because you're going to be six and zero at that point in time, and you're going to be a top five team. Absolutely, 100%. you know. So it's like, here's the thing that you learn. This is this is one of those games you learn a little something about your football team, though, Vince. Right, right. right. Is do you start to believe the hype? Right about yourself or do you keep because here's the thing you we see it all the time every year some team that's like feels disrespected Mm -hmm. they go out there and they earn it and they finally get theirs and then they start feeling themselves a little bit and then they go out there and get punched in the face by somebody because they think they're just going to roll the ball out and that team's going to be afraid of them right right louisville's not going to be afraid of notre dame and 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 if no, Louisville is struggling with a loss or two, then this is going to be their let's get our season back on track and go right. whoop their names butt type of thing. Their names have a little target on their back if they're a top five team at that time. So this is where you learn if Coach Freeman can get a team that's feeling itself to play with that same chip on their shoulder. Sure, because we haven't. He's never been in that situation. He he was ranked as a top 
10 team last year for two games and they lost both of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Marcus Freeman has played, sure. has coached in three games with a top 10 team and he's 0 3. Right. Cause they lost to Oklahoma State the year before. Now, I don't really count that the same as I've explained because that wasn't his team, but they still lost. And then they were number five last year, lost. Uh, then they were number eight when they played Marshall and lost. So, mm-hmm. you know, can you get your team ready to play when maybe you are the f- superior team? And everybody does think highly of you. When they beat BC last year, Vince, they'd only been in the top 25 for two weeks. I mean, they'd been dis- they'd been out of the top 25 all year. So I don't think beating Clemson and Navy started thinking, hey, we're champs. We're super right. we're playoff team. We're champ. No, this is where you find out, okay, we know how to, to handle adversity as a football team. This is where you learn for the first time in Marcus Freeman's tenure, this Duke-Louisville stretch is if they beat Ohio State, if they beat Ohio State. This is when you learn when Marcus Freeman has to show that he knows how to get his football team prepared to handle success. Right. And you can be good at one and not the other. Sure. The great coaches are ones that can get their teams to be able to, to do handle both. Right. And that's partly what's made Nick Saban so good over the years is he never lets his team feel themselves. And the teams that he has had that disappointed last year's team was that way. Right. The 2010 team was that way. And we'll find out if, you know, who Coach Freeman is. But I have them winning this game. Yep, me too. Another chance for us to see where Marcus Freeman is at as a head coach. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're being honest, right? So, uh, great opportunities. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. We both have Notre Dame undefeated 7-0 going into their eighth straight game. Remember, there's no bye weeks the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah. But there's no looking past the final home game before the bye, and that is obviously Southern Cal, October 14th. Night game. Again, second night game in the stadium. Uh, This is a big one. And especially if Notre Dame is undefeated going into this game, which we both have them as. It's a huge game. I mean, absolutely huge game. Rivalry game. Yeah. USC is going to be undefeated at that time. Agreed. I mean, I just – I don't see them losing at that point in time. Vince, they have San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, bye week, at Arizona State, at Colorado, home against Arizona. I mean, it's it's going oh, to yeah. – to me, it's going to be most likely 
a top five matchup. Right. At worst, top five or six, six or seven at, at Notre Dame, six or seven at worst. You know, and so, but I think most likely top five for the reasons we discussed early. Yeah. And yeah. it's been a long time, a long time since Notre Dame USC mattered that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. In, in 2017, they both had a loss. They were both very good, but at that time, you know, it wasn't it wasn't what this year's game is going to be if they're both undefeated, right? I mean, sure. USC had, had already lost to Washington State. I think they were ranked like 11th or 12th at the time. Uh, Notre Dame was 13th. I'm looking it up now. They were 11th. Notre Dame was 13th. They weren't even both top 10 teams. Last year, Notre Dame was ranked, which was good to see, but they were barely inside the top 25. I think they were like 15th or 18th, something like that, right, last year when they when they played each other. Yeah, Notre Dame was 15th, USC was 6th. So that's getting us closer to the kind of games you and I remember, mm-hmm. or at least – well, well, I don't know about you because you're a little this- bit younger, but, like, I remember these games from, like, the from 1988 to – you know, growing up. So 1988, Notre Dame plays USC. It's number one, Notre Dame versus number two, USC, right? Like the, the next year, USC's number nine, Notre Dame's number one. Like those are the games, Vince, that I remember, you know, seven versus 18, sure. that was considered a down year. Uh, you know, USC wasn't that good in 91. You know, they started to fall off five versus 19, uh, 93 it was they were down a little bit again but like you know you can kind of see it though Vince there was a lot of those years you know when I'm growing up where these this is a battle of really good football teams and then you think of the 05 game you know two top 10 teams the epic matchup from that week but we just haven't seen a ton of that in recent years yeah. and and so you know you look at 1995 Notre Dame USC's number five Notre Dame's number 17 and Notre Dame wins by 28 so those are just the different things where like this matchup has meant a lot Notre Dame, you and I, I think you and I talked about this during the summer, right, Vince? How many championships Notre Dame would have if it wasn't for USC? Oh, for sure. And how many championships USC would have if it wasn't for Notre Dame? Right. Through all those decades. I mean, Coach Parsegian probably has four or five national titles if it's not for USC. Right. I mean, that was his kryptonite. Well, then, you know, Notre Dame was USC's kryptonite at times in the 80s. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I just look forward to seeing that kind of matchup again. I really am. And yeah. uh, I got Notre Dame for- winning. Yeah, from from a national perspective, uh, from a big game perspective, this just has, you know, if we're talking about people that are have been watching Notre Dame football for the past twenty years or so, this has two thousand five vibes to it. Like from a from a, if if everything shakes out the way we think it will, undefeated Notre Dame, undefeated USC, middle of October, like this has 05 vibes to it. You know what I mean? And and I think the hype leading up to this game will be that. It's going to be a night game. You're going to have all of those things surrounding it. You're going to have – I mean, how many times are we going to see the fingernails, you know, leading up sure. to this game? The reigning Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, all the storylines are there, right? And I I just feel like the only difference I – I, Look, I'm not a – I'm sorry. I, I, I want to say this. I am not a big billboard guy. I'm just not that guy normally, but there comes a time and a place where it's like, you know what? I would literally print off 10 copies of Caleb Williams fingers from last year with FND on it. And I would have them every room in my locker room during Mm -hmm. the week, every meeting room. I just have a picture of it right there. Yep. I I mean, I still, I still think that stuff matters. It does matter. It absolutely matters. And I I don't think they're going to need any extra fuel because I think there's going to be a ton of fuel. 
doesn't, it doesn't hurt. hurt. Doesn't hurt. Exactly. It doesn't hurt at all. And I the only difference between this game and the 05 game is I think Notre Dame comes out on top. I, I just think Notre Dame is the deeper team. I think this they is how are... we're powering through though, Vince. Vince is Vince fought off a sneeze to predict Notre Dame to beat yes, USC, y'all. Yes, this did. cat has allergies. You know how hard it is for him to fight off a sneeze <laughs> to say Notre Dame's gonna beat USC? That's how we're rolling here at Irish Breakdown tonight, folks. We're we're fired up. We're ready to go. I, Vince is going like this. Like, I'm I'm beating a sneeze right now, baby. And you got it. Got it. See, you just gave you gave it away to the podcast people, man. They didn't know. Hey man, they need to know. They need to have respect for my for my man, Vince. Oh, that's great. what happened. You know, USC, the little USC dust is getting up in there, in there trying to make a sneeze. No, but here's the, here's the thing. Let's be practical, right? Like, we're yeah. having some fun. We're doing our fan thing tonight. We're going to have some bold predictions. They're going to be a little crazy in a little bit. We're having some fun. Sure. But in all seriousness, the reality is, is Notre Dame <clears throat> has a better team than USC everywhere but quarterback. That To me, that that's that's Correct. evident. Uh, I You know, their receiving core is really good. It's not as good as Notre Dame's secondary. They couldn't even carve up the Notre Dame secondary last year without Tariq Bracey and without Cam Hart. They did it running the football. Right, and, and then, then Jordan Addison doing some Hooperman stuff, yeah. or Superman stuff. They oh, had yeah. all, the, you know, he had a cape so on that. Game. Notre Dame should win the trenches. Notre Dame, to me, can match USC skill wise. The big difference is, it's Caleb Williams. Well, now you're not going against Caleb Williams with Drew Pine. All due respect to Drew, who played best game of his career against USC, by the way, but it's still Drew Pine versus Caleb Williams. Now you're going against a guy, going against him with a guy that that has been in these battles before. And and can do some more damage, and and it's at home, so right, right. you know I just I, I I got Notre Dame. I just I don't have the fear for USC like a, Notre Dame, a lot of Notre Dame fans do. I, I just don't. I, I think this is a, still a team that if you take away Caleb Williams, I'll say it to you like this: What's USC's record this year? If for some reason NCA comes in and says, "Hey, Caleb Williams can't play this year for some crazy reason," what's USC's record this year? Nobody's picking not, them to be a playoff great. team. Yeah, it's an eight and four. Right, this is a talented USC team, but this isn't an elite USC roster, top to bottom. It's a it's a getting better USC roster, but it's still not there yet. Caleb Williams makes this team, and I think Notre Dame is going to be a little more prepared for this one. Agreed. I think that they're going to have the trenches advantage, in my opinion. They should, and you you know, and and they're going to have the better offense. Hopefully, they don't have the same losses last year that they did personnel wise, but. I just don't think that USC matches up the way that some Notre Dame fans think they do against right. USC. That, just, that's yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out a nice way to say this. Uh, not necessarily nice, but a more succinct way of saying it. I just feel like, and and maybe this is the old school in me talking, but you know the way that they've built their team, completely legal. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not okay. The way they built their team, it just feels to me. Like it's just held together with duct tape and super yeah. glue. You know what I mean? It's not, and they're talking about all these transfers and all this, but the, I mean, right? Yeah, you know, Bear. I'm supposed to be, you know, Bear Alexander. The guy's going there to get paid. Hundred percent. You know, how in it is he for the? You know, how down for the struggle is he when it comes right. to USC trying flying to cross country, right? playing a night game in South Bend? Yeah. Like, you know, I haven't really been tested yet. Yeah, I just I. This isn't a team. You know, and it's still college. If Notre Dame loses this game at home, I'll be disappointed. I will be of the big three games. Really this is the one that would most, yeah. buy, and it's not even about the rivalry. This would be the one that would probably, it would probably 
be the one that would be the hmm that's not an yeah. ideal situation for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you because they are of the three, they're the worst team. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that, and I hate even bother me. I hate even using the word worst because they're still a good football team. Right. But yeah, they're the they're the least com- how about this, Vince? They're the least complete team. There you go. Of the big three. I'll take that one. I'll they they that. need their quarterback to carry them more. Right. I'll put it like if you flipped quarterbacks and you put Kyle McCord at USC and Caleb Williams at Ohio State, nobody's beating Ohio State. I mean, Agreed. it'd be, it'd be oh. really hard to beat Ohio State if Caleb Williams had that team. It would right? be it would be Ohio State and yeah. everybody else. And you, Ohio State, be. USC is an eight four seven five team. If you put right. Kyle McCord, with all due respect to Kyle McCord, they're an eight four team, maybe nine and three. You know, but uh, right, they're probably still undefeated coming into the Notre Dame game. But you look at the the, the end of their schedule, Vince. They're going to have a hard time beating Notre Dame with with without Caleb. They'd have a hard time beating Utah. Right. They'd have a hard time beating Washington, Oregon. They got to play UCLA. They got to play at Cal. They're catching they're catching three four L's during that stretch if they don't have Caleb yeah. Williams in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong, but that's just I don't think you are. I don't think they have the offensive line that you can that can carry that team. Right. You're you're definitely not don't. wrong. You're definitely not wrong about the impact that he would have at Ohio State. Like yeah. That that offense would be untouchable. It just would be, you know. So yeah. All right. So we both got Notre Dame eight zero going into their bye week, where this pit game now it's obviously at home. It is an afternoon, you know, back to the afternoon games. End of October, you're gonna have people dressed up for Halloween. The whole thing. This would be more of a trap game for me if there wasn't a buy in between. Yeah, th- th- I still am is- ticked off that you don't have your kids come over our house for for trick or treat. <laughs> live in the same freaking neighborhood they will this year i can tell okay. you that okay they will I, I i feel like you guys didn't hand out candy the year last before. year we didn't that's they, what it was that's because the, year before, the year before we had all this candy and like we were sitting on our porch i'm like do it's like am i giving off some like weird creeper vibes or something because like we're sitting on our porch with candy and kids are just walking past just non-stop well, i'm like what the hell man like you know what i mean like we got good stuff too right i mean did you have like, your lights on Yes, but okay. dude, we were All sitting right. on the porch, <laughs> like with a bag of candy, yeah, like visible. On that one. Yeah. So I don't know what the heck was going on, man. But we're, we're like, coming by right. whether your lights are on or not. We're ding dong. We're ding donging you. All yeah. right, it's happening. So okay. just made it weird, but we can. <laughs> I know move I did. On. <laughs> I always there's a line, and I always jump over it. It's just what I do. Habitual line step. Yeah, I really it's am. All good. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, no, but to, to your to your breakdown though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the bye week gives them a chance to recover mentally. Agreed. And what's going to be a really challenging four-game stretch, mentally yes. and physically. It'll be a nice physical recovery time and a nice mental recovery time. Right. And it'll be good to be back home. And, yes. and midterms are in the past for the for the non-graduates. Yeah, I, and I think at this point in time, you're eight no, you're top four. We're, when does the the first college football playoff ranking doesn't come out yet? Correct. When it comes the out first... like the first week in November. Okay. Usual, so usually, because yeah. it's usually well, it's come about out in four October, I believe. Before. Okay. Um, All right. I, I have to look. I'm going to type this up. But um, so I, I just you're, you're tasting it now, right, Vince? Oh, yeah. And I think it'll be a little easier to get up for games now if you get through that. If you get through that gauntlet, seven and one or eight and zero, oh, you're tasting it now. Yeah, your destiny yeah. is to a degree in your hands. Right. Um, Agreed. You know that's kind of where, and, and so it's a little easier to not overlook a pit team. Right. Absolutely. And it, you know, look, 
I can, here's one thing I can guarantee you, you know, there's death taxes and, and blank, right? Yeah. Death taxes and Phil Jacob is going to say something stupid in the news to get people yeah. fired up. Like that's going to really happen. Not. I really I, hope not. So do I. I hope he's but, matured enough where that's not yeah. the case at this point. Uh, but and I, the, the, I'll say that the, I just looked up the first college football playoff poll comes out the Tuesday after the picking. Okay. Gotcha. So this is your final statement before, I mean, you're in the top four. If you beat Pitt, oh. in my opinion. Yes. You'll have a win over Ohio State, a win over USC, a win over Duke, a win over NC State. You'll be you'll be in the top. It'll be fun. Like when we when we do the 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 uh the live reaction show to the to the rankings, it's gonna be fun to see where Notre Dame lands because they will be in the top four if that yeah. has taken place. Right. Yeah. I mean I, so both so, catching this yeah, W's 100%. right 100%. versus hit. So nine yeah. and oh. Nine and oh now. Now Here's the, big, the last of the big three events. You're going on the road first weekend in yep. November. You're, 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 you're carrying with you a lofty ranking at this point. You're, you're going into Clemson. Clemson remembers what happened the year before oh, at yeah. Notre Dame stadium. Dabo, and Dabo is a master oh, motivator. He will right? motivate them. They are a going, they are also going to be, by the way, a much better football team top to bottom than they were the year before. Agree. Uh, and, and you give yeah, Kate Klubnick, part, yeah. you give Clay Klubnick, what, nine or 10 games at this point, nine games to right. kind of get his feet wet as a starter, um, you know, with, with this one. And I'll just go out, I'll just go ahead and say it. This is where I have Notre Dame slipping up. I, I've got them catching a loss here. I think this is going to be a very, very difficult game for them. I still think it's going to be competitive. I just think, I, I had a hard time going undefeated for Notre Dame. I had to pick a loss. I think this is the most, this is the clearest place for me, unless they just stub their toe someplace. Uh, I think going on the road to Clemson, I think Clemson is going to be much better this year than they were last year. It's going to be a tough game. And I, I've got Notre Dame losing this game. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. First of all, anyone saying Matt Cade Klubnik is overrated, just just stop, right? Like, this isn't a homer show. Kid's a really good football player. Yes. I, I just don't think he's – I just think at the end of the day, I just get back to the fact that you've got a guy like Sam Hartman, as long as he's healthy, you've got a defense that matches up very well with Clemson, in my opinion. Uh, I think Clemson will have a, a hard time consistently moving the football. And I just think Notre Dame will be in better position to take advantage of their secondary this year. I, I'm just, I'm not a huge Clemson secondary guy. I think their corners are pretty good. Sure. Uh, you know, I think Nick Wiggins, Nate Wiggins is a really good football player. Sheridan Jones is good, you know, but they're guys Notre Dame could have success with. But the slot linebacker matchup, especially the slot or the slot safety matchup, and even the slot linebacker matchup for me uh, is is one that I think Notre Dame can handle. I think Notre Dame can still run the football. I mean, you couldn't stop Notre Dame's run game last year. You're not just going to go out and repeat that performance the same way you did it. But if you're able to throw the football, yeah, now you can run the football sure. on them. If your offensive line is as good as we hope it is, and that's still a little bit of a question mark for me right now. You know, we'll see how it goes. But I just the more I the more I look at events, and then we get down to it, and I got I just can't do it, man. I got Notre Dame winning. I mean, I just think about you, you went down on there in 2015, and and almost beat them in a game. Notre Dame played. Notre Dame had a shanked punt that went like 12 yards to set up a Clemson touchdown. They fumbled it like an opening kickoff of the second half to set up a Clemson touchdown. Then they fumbled in like their next possession, or it was, it was, you fumbled your first possession and they scored. Then you fumbled a kickoff and then they almost scored, but Cole Luke picks a pass off. 
you know, you miss how many opportunities in that game. You have you have Alzheimer Mack running wide open for a touchdown. You throw in a double coverage to Corey Robinson and gets broken up. There just were so many things where Notre Dame tried to lose that game and still had a chance with less than a minute to go to tie it. And you've beaten them the other two regular season games. For whatever reason, Notre Dame plays really well against Clemson in the regular season. They, they just do. have. You're right. And, um, you know, I just think this team is going to be hungry. And I, and I think Sam Hartman is going to be hungry because you got to think about it, Brian, Vince. This is the this is the the giant that Sam Hartman could never slay, right? And and right. it's kind of like, you know, he went in there, he had some good receivers, but it was like, you know, like to me, I, I feel like, you know, I like to use Avenger analogies, right? And Sam Hartman and his receivers last year were like when Cap, Thor, and and, and Iron Man were trying to fight Thanos by themselves. Like, hey, we put up a good fight for a second. You know, Cap picks up Mjolnir. You know, he gets a couple blows in. At the end of the day, Thanos still won, right? I mean, that's kind of the, that's how it was with him because he had no defense. The offensive line couldn't block anybody. It was Sam throwing dimes and his receivers making great catches, and it still wasn't good enough. Now it's kind of like that scene that they get their butts kicked for a minute, but now Sam transferred Notre Dame and he's cap, you know, strapping up the thing. And all of a sudden like black Panther comes through with all of Wakanda, you know, and, and then all of a sudden all the, the, you know, uh, uh, the as, uh, as guardians come through. Right. And it's like, you know, uh, Ant-Man bursts through the, the Avengers facility. He's got Hulk and he's got, you know, he's got, it, it just start getting like, okay, I, I, I got my boys now, you know, and that's how I kind of feel like about this game is this is his, this is probably the game for me that Sam Hartman is going to be most amped for to prove himself. I think the wake game is going to be the most emotional, but I think this is the game where he's going to say, I've accomplished all these things by this point in the season. If Sam Hartman is healthy, he's going to be a top 10 all time passing quarterback. There's going to be one thing that he's never done. He's two and zero against Jordan Travis. He's played in an ACC championship game. He's done all these things. You know what he's never done? Beat Clemson. And this is going to be his best chance, and I just feel like this is going to be a game that Notre Dame is is going to win. I'll say something at the end of it, but I got I think this is a game that Notre Dame wins. I, I'm I'm okay. I'm in full. I'm I'm in just you know how I am, Vince. I can't I do I can't convince myself to say they're going to lose this game. See, so this was hard for yeah. me because I could very easily convince myself that Notre Dame wins this game from a matchup standpoint, from a yeah. from all of it, right? I know I, I'm cheating a to- little bit. Totally yeah. could. There's no doubt about yeah. it. But you know, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying really hard to be as realistic as possible. Yeah. and it's hard for me, people. I want you to understand. Anybody that knows me knows that this is very difficult for me because nobody on this planet would be happier with a Notre Dame victory at Clemson than I would be. So yeah. I just want to make sure I put that out there. But that's where I'm at. I'm going to stick with it. Going into week 11, or I should say game 11. It's not week 11. I know, right? Okay. So senior day, this, like you said, emotional game for Sam Hartman. Another bye after the Clemson game, by the way. Then they have their final home game of the season, Wake Forest. Sam Hartman going up against his old boys, his old coaching staff, all of the above. I guess I'm just happy that this game is at Notre Dame Stadium and not down in Winston-Salem. To yeah. be honest with you, I don't think the outcome would be any different. I actually but I, think the opposite. I actually think if it was in Winston Salem, Sam would go off. Okay, fair enough. It's just it's just comfort level. You no, know what I mean? It's yeah, just good like, point. He's had some yeah. hella games down there uh, in that stadium. That's for sure. So yeah. uh, either way, bottom line, Wake Forest doesn't match up with Notre Dame in any way, shape, or form, and I'm taking Notre Dame. 
uh, same. I, I, I mean, Notre Dame would have to play really poorly. They don't have the defense. Right. They don't have the offensive line. Even without Donovan Green, if he's still out by then, they still have a very good receiving core. I mean, Keyshawn Williams, Taylor Marin, Jamal Banks, they just they don't have the running backs. They don't have the O-line. They don't have the defense to come on the road and beat a Notre Dame team that is at worst 9-1, and one. It, it, based on our predictions, at worst 9-1. Right. Now, right, if Notre right, Dame right. is scuffling and they've already dropped a few games and they're just not the team that we think they're going to be, then I get a little worried about that game because, you know, what are you playing for now? Sure. You know, our season's over. Yeah. We don't have a playoff There's on the no conference we don't have a playoff to fight for. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. And this is the kind of game you just it just is it's the epitome of yeah, this this encapsulates everything that went wrong for our football team this year. That's the only way Notre Dame loses right. to Wake, in my opinion. I think they win the, I think they win this football game um and and kind of going away a little bit, to be right. honest with you. It could maybe look like the 2017 game where it really wasn't that close, but Wake scored a couple times late on your backups to make it an 11-point game. Remember that in 17? It was 48-37, mm-hmm. but it right. wasn't that close. Right. I mean, they scored two right. touchdowns, I believe, on Notre Dame's backup defense. Uh, Notre Dame had already pulled their starters at that point in time. I mean, they had over 700 yards of offense, Notre Dame did. So right. it, it can maybe look like that, Vince, but that's about as close as I think it gets. Yeah, I, I just – if we're really jumping into the X's and O's, I just think Notre Dame's defensive line is going to brutalize yeah. the slow mesh. It's just yeah. that's how you beat the slow mesh. Well, by the yeah. way, you just yeah. you blow it up, and I, yeah. I just think Notre Dame's going to do that. So, and that's why Clemson had had so much success against it the two previous years with Brent Venables. Correct. And last year it was the same thing that hurt them against Notre Dame. They just tried to play their base defense, right? And and Can't play do ball, that against, and that. they couldn't do that. Yeah, and so Hartman was getting a little bit cleaner pockets than he'd ever had against Clemson before. Where before they just attack him and just hit him all game. I, I watched the game he played at Clemson. I think it was twenty twenty one, and they just they just physically beat the crap out of him in that game. Yeah, because like you said, they just attacked the heck out of the mesh. Right. And uh, that's last the recipe they didn't to do beat that. Wake Forest, man. Yeah, you can't just sit yeah. back and let him do it. I mean, in that, some that ways, work. Vince, it's like the option. You you just yes, you force them to get the ball out, you know, and you don't let them you don't let them carry that stuff out. You go after right. it, yeah. and and that's what Clemson had done it has done in the past, and that's what I think Notre yeah. Dame does. Final game of the season, November twenty fifth, on the road, Stanford. If Notre Dame has any anything to them, there's yeah. no way they lose this game. I'm sorry, Vince. Not two years in a row. I'm going to raise it a little bit. If this team has any mm, stones, any pride, yep. they're not only going to just win this game, they're going to destroy Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. Because number one, Stanford is is got some talent, but it's a very th- at, at certain spots, but it's a very thin football team. Yeah. And you know there's going to be a little bit of payback. So one of two things is going to be true if Notre Dame is who we hope they are. Mm-hmm. They're 10 and 1, and they need a statement win against Stanford. Right. Or they're eleven and zero, and you're the only thing standing between us and a chance to play for a championship. Sure, sure. Either way, if Notre Dame is in either of those situations, they absolutely curb stomp Stanford. Right. Now, where right. I could see it being a struggle is, is again they've got four losses already, and they're just kind of falling apart as a team, and you know they're just not who we think that they're going to be. That's the only way that yeah. I think this game is competitive. I, I think if either one of the scenarios that you and I have right now, undefeated or 10 and one and Stanford is our last chance to make a statement to the committee, right. maybe fifth or sixth, we got to go show them. And that's the other thing too, is, is if you're correct and they lose to Clemson, 
that might drop them out of the top four. That's tough because it's towards it the end of the season, you know, all right. of that. It I, might. Yeah, so your absolutely. next two games, and you can, you have a bye week after Clemson. So your next two games are we have a we have a Marcus Freeman knows this. We have a state. If we're going to play for championship, we have to make statements these next two games, which means sorry, Dave Clawson. I think you're a heck of a coach and a great guy, and I actually right. believe that. To I'll be buy true. you a beer I, after the game. I interviewed with Dave Clawson <laughs> right. for a, um, a uh, an off like a back office job when I was younger. In my career drove up. He was at Richmond. I really respect the heck out of that guy. Really good dude. But I'm sorry, I love you, man. But if I'm Mark, we got we got to do this. This is all that we got to yeah. we got to we got to do what we got to do, right? Yeah. Same thing against hey, Coach Taylor. We we love and respect you as an academic institution, but we've got to go make a statement here. And uh, right. you know, I actually think the worst thing that could happen to Stanford is if Notre Dame has a loss. Hmm. Um, I do uh, right. because if Notre Dame look, if Notre Dame's eleven to zero, it just beats Stanford and you're in. It doesn't matter if you win thirteen to ten. It doesn't matter. You're in. Right. If you have a loss, this is a statement game. Hey guys, we got to leave a last. We have to leave such an impression on the voters that it lasts two weeks. Right through the conference championships. A, right. Yeah. yeah. It, hey, yeah, you guys did this, but did you watch what Notre Dame did to Stanford two two right. years ago? Right. I mean, two weeks ago. You have to leave such a bitter taste, and I mean, such a yeah. like a bitter taste in Stanford's mouth. Basically, you got to leave such a strong impression. Hey, look how we rallied back from this loss. Right, we are right. we are one of the four best teams. It's like, sorry guys, we had yeah. to beat your tush, but yeah, we'll still put a good word in for you with yeah. the ACC. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but we got some things to do here. You're right? Uh, yeah. So I, I think, I think, I think if Notre Dame's eleven and zero, I, I think that game could actually maybe be a little sloppy early. Yeah, kind of like the 2012 USC game. That was not a very good USC team. Right. And Dame, it was like, way closer though, than it needed very to be. good. And they just, yeah. they, they won it, but they got that lead and they just said, okay, we've got the lead. We're going to, cause Notre Dame actually outplayed USC pretty well early. And then they got that lead and they're just like, let's just hang on. Yeah. You know, like, let's just hang on for dear life and just don't do anything to let USC get back in the game. I could see something like Notre Dame jumps on them, you know, 20 to three early and they start running the football to run the clock out. Like, hey, guys, we're 12. No, we just need to get the W, right? So, right. We're not going to take a chance of dropping back, giving up a pit six. You know, we're up 26 or 20 to seven. Let's just run the ball. And get right. out of here with W. But if they've if they're 11 10 and one and they got a statement to make, it's it's remember the Titans, man. Run it up, leave no doubt. I mean, it's you know, I don't want them to gain another yard. I mean, whatever movie cliche you want to use, it's beatdown time. We have to, we have no choice. That's the way that this works. Yeah. Yep. And oh yeah, that's where I'm at. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. So if we're going by our predictions, you've got 12 and 0, I've got 11 and 1. I just both. I'll, I'll say this, Vince. Yeah. In my head, as an analyst, I think if Notre Dame is the team I think they're going to be, I think they're an eleven and one team. Yeah, that's where I, I was at. The yeah. problem is I can't pick which game it's going to be. Correct. Because as you said, I I don't think Clemson's better than Notre Dame. Right. I think Notre Dame matches up. I, right. you know, all I think that they have the the better team top to bottom. They have the better quarterback. They have the better skill players. They have, you know, the lines are at, at best for Stant Clemson equal. You know, it, so it's kind of one of those things that I look at it and I say, yeah, I'm going 12 and 0 when you do a game by game prediction. Sure. But in my head, as an analyst, I, I see 11 and 1. I just don't know who that one is going to be to. Sure. Yep. And that's how I was going into it. I was like, okay, 
I'm thinking 11 and one. Now I've got to find a loss. Like, where's that loss going to be? And that's why I landed on Clemson on the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of where I was at with the whole thing. So either way, 11 and one, 12 and 0, Notre Dame has a chance to do some special things in the postseason. And that, that, that's how I feel about that. Thank mm-hmm. you.